calling the event an embarrassment and Wolf's stand-up act, quote, filthy. The White House Correspondents Association expressing regret that Wolf's monologue was, quote, not in the spirit of the group's mission to celebrate the First Amendment. All right. Uh, one of the items we'll talk about this hour, the White House Correspondents Dinner. Is it time to close it down or, uh, you know, do a reset there? I, what I pointed out, the uh, story from Axios, which I think is of interest on several levels. It's being, this is not whatever it is, uh, the uh, Republican Treehouse or whatever the whether blogs or website. This, <laughs> I mean, this is coming from Axios quoting the New York Times. This is why this is, uh, if, you, if you think it's gone too far and you wonder if you're just seeing it through a certain prism and lens, Axios quoting the New York Times. Maggie Haberman from mm -hmm. the New York Times. Uh, the press that the press secretary sat meeting Sarah Sanders sat and absorbed intense criticism of her physical appearance, her job performance, and so forth. Instead of walking out on national television, was impressive. Okay, New York Times Peter Baker, I would vote New York Times Peter Baker. I would vote to leave the comedy acts for the comedy shows and stick to journalism at the journalism dinners. CNN's Jeff Zeleny, it was an embarrassment in the room and surely to the audience at home, all talking about this Michelle Wolf routine that went on last night. It was the idea. Listen, if you had a if you had a uh, correspondence dinner and the comedian or host didn't zing a little bit at the president, then I would feel weird. Mm -hmm. I would say that is strange. If, if you just have people go every this person, everything's great. That's not the American way either. The American way is with a little bit understanding decorum, a little bit of jabs, no matter where you are politically at the president. That's that's fine. That's acceptable. What went down at this one was, what did you say earlier, a, between a singe and a burn? Yeah. Uh, this was a burn or attempt at it. To what a lot of the journalists who attend this event or have attended it for years uh, and believe that they know how the comedians should, you know, uh, come at this event. They said that they should singe the president and singe the president's acquaintances mm -hmm. in office, but not burn them. Uh, and you can add ABC's Jonathan Carl to the list of people who okay, believe that Michelle say? Wolf went over the line. Uh, she said, well, he said, my take here was that the comedian Michelle Wolf went over the line pretty plain. He said that she took it too far, uh, and Michelle Wolf went uh, not just Mr. Uh, not just President Trump, but also Sarah Huckabee Sanders and uh, Kellyanne Conway uh, were not uh, able to right. sidestep her barbs. Uh, some of the meanest criticisms were directed at Sarah Sanders. Think about that, okay? And for once, usually I say that, so we're not going to play that game on here. But let's flip this around. Mm -hmm. I will take uh, y'all's favorite, uh, you know, favorite game. But what if they would have done? So, what if you would have? A, a a woman as a as a press secretary for Barack Obama, which I don't know, did he did he have? I don't know if he had a. I don't think so. I did not just think guys. So. I, I may be missing one. If I if I am, you can text me. I'm sorry, uh, but just say there's a situation that uh, former President Obama had a, a press secretary was a woman, and you had a Greg Gutfeld. Although Greg, see, I don't think Greg, who I think is incredibly funny, who burns both sides, by the way, singes them. But let's say you had somebody like that mm -hmm. hosting this uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner and started in on the physical appearance of Sarah Sanders. Do you know it would be complete media meltdown oh, today? Oh, for sure. It would, for be, sure. it would be time for protest and, and signage and boycott and whatever else you can do. Drum circles and cry-ins and all those things. Th just pointing this out. And that's why I I'm not focused. There's a, a, a slew of conservative voices decrying what happened at the correspondence dinner. 
those aren't as interesting to me as people from CNN and the New York Times and all that saying this is this has gone too far. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're saying, well, you you just don't like that because of po- politics. Uh-uh. There's some things there has to be some level of decorum left. If it is a comedy if it was a comedy stand-up show somewhere and they were saying these things about the president, that's you know, that, that's what people go to the shows for. This is something we have to have some structure. And, uh, you know, the idea of this White House Correspondent Center is also on the flip side. If if somebody got up there and hosted it and just said the president's great, there's no problem, everybody's good. That's not funny. That's not believable. That's not the American way. But the, the, the hate mm-hmm. that's in it. I think is what's rubbing people the wrong way on both sides politically. Yeah, and some of uh, Michelle good, and good for those people. Some of Michelle Wolf's comments there at the dinner that we can actually say yeah, on the air. The very few we can say. This is a White House correspondence dinner that was it aired live on I, I believe C-SPAN, maybe a couple other channels. But there are things that we can't repeat on the morning show. This was a White House correspondence dinner. Uh, but some of the things we can repeat uh, in one line that a lot of people are bringing up this morning uh, that Michelle Wolf said about Sarah Sanders. She said, I actually really like Sarah. I think she's very resourceful. She burns facts and then she uses the ash to create a perfect smoky eye. And then uh, there was a racial component to her comments also. Now, Michelle Wolf is a white comedian okay? okay and she is a liberal comedian so maybe that's why she's able to get away with comments like this she uh characterized miss sanders as uncle tom but for white women who disappoint other white women and um she also made a that comment goes back to the hillary thing that uh white women that voted uh, or women that voted for trump were doing their husbands bidding or i'm paraphrasing there yeah, something to that effect the basic uh worldview that uh if you're a woman uh, you can do no wrong unless you uh vote against us women over here kind of right. the, uh, the you're, you're all right as long as you're doing what you want us to or what we want you to do um, but she was talking about kellyanne conway she said if a tree falls in the woods how do we get kellyanne under that tree i'm not suggesting she gets hurt just stuck so uh, and that's that's not too crazy. That one, the, I mean, that one's on the that one's on the edge. That one doesn't bother me as much. I mean, if she would have said uh, "fall on hurdler," but I mean, she's making. I get the comic joke. I, I get the, I, at least the attempt at comedy there. And if you had one like tough zing, and and then the rest were 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 lighter, mm-hmm. it, the balance is important. Maybe she's so young and naive; she has no sense of how you construct that. I mean, you can. You can sing hard. Even the even the best comics that are really really cutting, they'll know how to pull back with a, you know, the, a series of compliments to the person, and then a fake compliment trap zing, and then back to the compliments. It, there's a way to do this. There, you have to have some sense. If she's doing stand up and that's her best sense of it, then she's missing out. And you just mentioned the balance at these it dinners, is. and and you think from 2010 until uh, last year when President Obama was in office, uh, and last year was the first. White House Correspondents Dinner where President Trump was president. He did not attend last year's dinner either, and he actually, I believe that he didn't know that uh, everyone in his administration teamed up and also did not go last year. So this year, they were kind of meeting in the middle, and you had Sarah Sanders, mm-hmm. Kellyanne Conway, some of the others that are in President Trump's administration. They went because it is an important thing to to have that olive branch mm-hmm. out to the media. But it seems like uh, uh, in the past, and this was the first time, or last year was the first time in, I think, 37 years that the president did not attend the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Uh, and that goes back to 2011 when Seth Myers was the host of this. Uh, president Obama was in office and attended the dinner, but Trump was there in the crowd. 
and you remember Seth Meyers uh, spent just t- tons of time, and even President Obama, when he got up to give his speech, they singled out Trump there in the crowd mm-hmm. and went hard after Trump the entire White House correspondence dinner. Okay. That's why Trump hasn't been there since. But it seems that the media, they keep getting these comedians to come in, and they get more press if they have a big-name comedian, and they're slinging the sure. jokes. Sure. But in this instance, over the weekend, Michelle Wolf and President First of all, Trump I don't consider her a big name comedian. But no, oh well, no, okay. she's not. But she ends up being the big winner this weekend, and, oh, Pres- yeah. and President Trump is the big winner too. The loser in go. this are the journalists yes. who put this event yes. together, and now they're saying they might not even have any comedians in in future. White House correspondence dinners. Yeah, well, we come back from the break. I want to talk about that because I agree with you. I don't know. I mean, yes, Wolf, I guess, getting all, all the name recognition today uh, is a beneficiary. But I think the president is a beneficiary of this. When you have people uh, from CNN and, and the New York Times, and good for them, being honest about what's gone too far, this is, I think, a positive. Him, the president, not going last night or not going over the weekend, but letting this happen. I think this is a win for the president. Also, uh, I want to play, play one clip before we go to the break because I want to talk about this when we get back. This is uh, this is coming from uh, Democrat Senator Ben Cardin, who said, "Well, well, y'all aren't being fair because you know you're talking about Donald Trump. Here's a man who says all these things about people, and what about the balance?" The defenders of Donald Trump when he doesn't tell the truth, he lies, when he uh, misstates uh, the case, when he demeans people, when he acts as a bully, uh, you don't see that outrage. You don't even see them condemning those comments. So they're very selective in how they go about these issues. Uh, with, with all due respect, Senator Cardin, you're talking about the New York Times and CNN? And ABC News. Yeah, and, and ABC News, Jonathan Carl. I mean, you're talking about the, these people that don't go after the president when he does wrong? Really? Just... Check that one. All right, 343-0106, 343-0106. Coming right back. Mobile Mornings, FM Talk 106.5, online, fmtalk1065.com. Also, I, I know you know, but uh, share it with your friends, all the different ways you can get the radio station and the shows. Of course, uh, you can use the TuneIn Radio app to stream, uh, stream us on your iPhone, Android device. TuneIn Radio is a solid app. Yeah, I use it uh, especially over the weekends because right. I'm usually, here, I'm, <laughs> I'm usually here in the studio during the weekdays. That's right, because we live here during the weekdays. Right, uh, but on the weekends or uh, for you, on the weekdays, TuneIn Radio, a great resource if you want to stream the station live, but also podcasts now available on TuneIn. Uh, so if you just search FM Talk 106.5 there in the TuneIn app or on the browser using TuneIn, uh, you'll see FM Talk 106.5 streaming and podcasts. Go ahead and, and subscribe to both of those so that they're on the front page of your app. Also, iTunes podcasts, Stitcher podcasts, and now Spotify. If you have Spotify to stream uh, music, you can listen to FM Talk 106.5 podcasts there without even leaving the app. Yeah, when people come to be at events and be like, hey man, what do you, like in a quiet voice, what do you think about all podcasting? And I say in, in loud Sean Sullivan, I love it. We've been, <laughs> we've been doing it for four years around here. Yeah, we, we're we into it. I mean, we, we podcast, uh, you know, at least 30, 
five hours a week or oh, something like that? Easily. E- easily 35, yeah. probably more it, a week of podcast. So the people go, oh, I got an hour. Well, good for them. That's cute. Right. It just That's it just cute. means play on demand. Yes. And uh, just because you have audio that is on the radio live, <laughs> I mean, it uh, doesn't mean you can't podcast. So we've got right. tons of so, hours yes. of podcasts. So we're uh, into it, too. Yeah. Very searchable. And uh, some great interviews you've had over the last few weeks uh, on Midday Mobile. Okay. So, oh, oh yes. And, we'll, and, and we've got more coming up tomorrow about... Oh, by the way, tomorrow's our birthday. Oh, nine, nine years old tomorrow. Nine, nine years old. So we'll talk more about some things uh, that are new around here tomorrow. Some announcements, some big announcements coming up. Uh, all right. Um, and if we have time, I do want to get into two things from over the weekend. Your neti pot. Yeah. The neti pot and... My gotta, lifesaver, you mean. Yes, a life-saving neti pot for Dalton. And where do you consider the edge of your home? Like, what... Is the garage, not carport, a garage with garage doors, is that your home or is that not in your home? Is that in mm. your home or outside your home? Okay. Okay. It's coming up in a second. I want to read through some of these uh, these texts. This is good because this is what I like. There's a variety of opinions here, and this is uh, maybe gets you thinking. Um, Travis says uh, that he thinks the smoky eye reference was not about makeup, but Sarah Sanders either has a lazy eye or possibly a glass eye. Yeah. Which makes that, uh, really? I, I don't know. I haven't I noticed. I, I mean... See, I've never noticed. I have not noticed it either. And we've watched a lot of press conferences with Sarah Sanders in it. I know, yes. I know I've seen her eyes, I guess, look look sort of different occasionally. But okay. I, d- I really don't think that Michelle Wolf was... Uh, I mean, she would have... The way that that skit was going, she would have just come out and said, lazy yeah, eye, yeah, she if that's what would've. she meant. Yeah, she wouldn't have danced around anything. <laughs> no, I don't think uh, so. From the text line, Supermom says, I find this Wolf woman an embarrassment to women. Her mentality is the quintessential example of my interpretation of feminism, where you can have your opinion as long as it doesn't conflict with theirs. There's no excuse for the vile attack. Where has the civility gone? It's a word I like, although I get panned for it. Uh, Jay says, the media freaked out if a comedian commented on President Obama's ears when he first became president on a nationally televised event. Uh, Imagine the far left... Uh, screeching had a group of conservatives gotten together and ravaged the physical appearance of their spokespeople on a nationally televised event. Ben points out, look no further than the rodeo clown that was fired because he wore an Obama mask. No words even had to be said. He was deemed a racist by the left and drugged through the mud. The tolerant left is only tolerant if you agree with them. John says, Michelle Wolf was hilarious, as she always is. It was just the wrong venue. Blame the organizers who hired her without being familiar with her material. That's kind of what you referenced. That you know, one of the big losers in this, the journalists, and they should have known. Yeah, and maybe and maybe they did know who they were hiring. I don't know. Well, I think Michelle Wolf probably uh, assisted President Trump in more ways than one. First off, uh, by her being, I guess, so so vile and and we've seen more vile comedic acts but this mm-hmm. is the white house correspondence dinner i like vile comedic acts in the right setting correct i i'm not a shrinking violet i like you know pretty rough routines but not once again to civility that Superbomb was talking about or decorum that's not the place for it but i think uh, in more ways than one she helped president trump because um well first off people are crying hypocrisy by saying if she's a uh, liberal feminist then why did she go after uh the women so mm-hmm. hard why did she go after sarah sanders kellyanne conway even megan kelly couldn't escape her barbs um but on the other side of that she also helped president trump because uh she widened that gap between the everybody today except for the media that you mentioned that came out and spoke Mm -hmm. against her but i think most normal americans would come out and say that this is exactly what 
some of those big news media organizations want, and that's how they feel about the president. So she might have widened that gap between the national media and the president that was already kind of wide, and I think that's why so many of these correspondents are upset. But um, if you look at the quotes from uh, her her uh, set, she also went after a lot of these media organizations. Uh, she was talking about CNN. She said, the most useful information at CNN is when Anthony Bourdain tells me where to eat noodles. Of course, <laughs> referencing the uh, No Reservation show. Uh, she said, Fox News is here, so you know what that means, ladies. Cover your drinks. She also made fun of MSNBC's slogan, This Is Who We Are, calling it What Your Mom Thinks the Sad Show on NBC is Called. The, the now, This Is Who We Are show. Okay. Now, those all three, though, focused on CNN, Fox News, and NBC. Not a particular person, did they? No. But she, she did go after Megyn Kelly, which okay. uh, until the, recently what she was thought of as a conservative Fox News uh, you know, media person okay. until recently yeah. when she uh, went after Trump in the debate and then switched mm-hmm. teams to NBC. Uh, but she was talking about Megyn Kelly and her big salary that she got from NBC. She said, why not? Uh, or she said, why didn't they send her to the Olympics? Why not? She's so white, cold, and expensive, she might as well be the Winter Olympics. And by the way, Megan, Santa's black, the weird old guy going through your chimney was Bill O'Reilly. So she went after Megyn Kelly, MSNBC, CNN, Fox News. Uh, but the the comments making the rounds this morning are hers that went after Sarah Sanders, the president, and Kellyanne Conway. Okay, Phil says the lefties have lost, tr- uh, lost track. And yes, I believe the dinner is a, I love this, kiss butt wait- waste of time. Watch the old dinners. They were zingers, but not basically heavy-handed one-sided attack where folks wanted to leave. It's similar to what Rob Schneider said this weekend about Saturday Night Live and Alec Baldwin's politics. Uh, this unnamed texture says uh, about Wolf. She's a pretty big comedian. Uh, she has her own HBO special a couple months ago. Shows you. I, I'm sorry. Uh, here, I used, I love stand-up comedy a whole bunch, but the problem is I've got children who give when i say hey daddy's trying to watch a show y'all stay in in your rooms uh-huh. <laughs> good luck <laughs> they don't do that uh hal says right here fred says uh i can't read that fred um <laughs> but there i'm so, so she, I, i'm seeing i'm seeing people that are supporting wolf here and people that are detractors and that's uh, that's interesting i just what i what i always focus on is you know what i say when everybody when you have a bipartisan agreement in washington be worried. Mm -hmm. There's another reason for it. At the same time, when I see the non-normal suspects, when I see the New York Times and and CNN folks stepping up to say something was unacceptable, I pay attention to that. To me, that is of interest. Yeah, and I I think they had to come out and do that because uh, like I said earlier, I think that the two big winners from Michelle Wolf uh, doing what she did on Saturday night, I think she's a big winner because she has a Netflix comedy special coming out in a couple months and she played to her base the people that will watch that mm-hmm. comedy special uh are more likely to watch it now also president trump i think, I think uh, he's a winner yeah, i think he has a lot of defenders coming out of the woodwork that normally wouldn't come out to defend him on top of the trump supporters uh, but the media they have to kind of repair that relationship that since they had michelle wolf come on and speak basically on their behalf they chose her to represent them in this uh, correspondence dinner. I think they're the losers in all this. All right. uh, Coming back, we'll grab some phone calls from you. Also, Al Sharpton coming to town tomorrow. And yeah, your opinion. Is your garage part of your house? Is your garage, not a carport, your garage part of your house? Thank you, Kane. 835 FM Talk 1065 on this uh, delightful Monday morning. I don't say that very often, but it's kind of walked out the truck earlier. I mean, it was chilly when I came in. It's still 60. It was 50 when we started the show. And by the way, tomorrow is May. 
Wow. It, like it, it is delightful. I think that's a great word. <laughs> this is good. It's I like even it. more delightful for me. I can breathe this oh, morning. Oh, yeah. So you did. Come to the phones. Y'all hold on. But you, uh, you, this is how you know you, you get the full lifestyle here on this show. You, you were, you've been having like sinus, big yeah. time sinus problems. Like yeah. most people this time of year, allergy stuff. And I've seen this thing advertised and I've, I've just, I've never actually seen it in action. I, I, maybe I watched a YouTube video on it, but you, <laughs> but, but you use the neti pot? Yeah, I've had... You pour, al- like, what is it? You pour water down your nose? Mm-hmm. Or- with a saline kind of mixture that they give you with the neti pot. But yeah. I've had allergy issues for, for years, and I've kind of just dealt with it. I've always assumed that, uh, you know, most most men, manly men just deal with their mm-hmm. allergies and go mm-hmm. about their day, but this year has it been... crushing you. It's been different for me. Like, my face seems swollen all the time. I don't know if there's more pollen outside or if I've just become weaker with age, <laughs> uh, but Welcome. I've always heard of the neti pot, and I've had family members who have allergy issues, and, and they use the neti pot and swear by it, but a couple years ago, I saw some news stories coming out about people using, like, infected water and, and ended up getting brain uh, diseases from yeah, using don't go get pot. water out of a ditch. Well, yeah. that's that's what I was worried about. So I, I actually used filtered water, warmed it up, and it has been... I mean, I've done it for two days now, but it has been life-changing. I can smell now, and yeah, you my head doesn't here, hurt. Like, you were bebopping in the studio <laughs> this morning. I said, like, what the heck happened to you? And you're it's, like, man, neti pot. It's life-changing, and now I'm going to be one of those annoying people who swears by the neti pot, especially this time of year. <laughs> Talk more about pouring saline in your nose here in just a little bit. Plus, uh, Mark, we're going to come to you because I do want to talk about that. Uh, the garage, is it part of your home or not? And I'll explain myself. John is up first in Mobile, though. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Um, Dalton, if, if you don't already use it, just get saline nasal spray, mm-hmm. not the afferent and stuff like that because that keeps everything moist up in there. The afferent dries everything out because it it's kind of like a catch-22. The afferent makes it worse and worse. Um, yeah, I've been doubling up. I've been doing the uh, the neti pot, the saline, the afferin, the uh, Zyrtec. I've, I, everything that is supposed to fix your sinuses, I've been taking. Welcome back to Allergy Chat. <laughs> John, You wanna, what did you want to say about allergies, John? Welcome to Allergy Chat. Hey, uh, <laughs> I think everybody's going a little too nice on this wolf girl. Um, I, I go back. In politics, Republicans are playing golf or, uh, you know, lawn croquet. Democrats are playing football. And this girl's Canadian, and this is what they do. These are despicable people that, I mean, she's her career is made now because of what she did in the left, in the resistance, or whatever you want to call it. Her career's made. Um, and to show... For Sarah Sanders to show the grace and dignity that she did, uh, I mean that's what Southern women are supposed to be. Steel magnolias, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I think most women. I think that's what. I mean, did you notice what I was pointing out? I mean, you have people from the New York Times stepping up and saying, uh, you know, what a what a a, a strong person she was, because basically they would have gotten up and walked out. So I mean, that right. tells you something. What Wolf did unknowingly is she gave the greatest validation of why Trump wasn't there. I mean, you're talking about a word picture, why Trump didn't come? That's exactly why. And I hope hope that's into the dinner. Well, maybe not. And maybe it goes back, maybe pendulum, as the pendulum will swing, it swings back to some civility. But I agree with, and appreciate the call, John, but I agree with people on the text line, that's what I was saying. If you have somebody get up there and say everything's great, 
about the president. I don't want that either. That's not the American. That would make me really nervous that something bad is happening. I like that push of, and you know what? And she wants to do a stand-up routine on HBO or wherever she is and just be as vile as possible. Fine. There's certain, decorum is having an opinion or knowing things in your head and not saying them all. Yeah. And um, being able to, you have the ammunition, but you do not fire it. But she went after Everyone, and I think that's one thing that'll be missed. Um, and, and CNN, they the quote they used was she napalmed the room, she didn't play to anyone in the room. One of her lines with so many media members there in the room, she said, He, uh, as in Trump, he has helped you sell your papers and your books and your TV. You helped create this monster, and now you're profiting from him. I, I do find something kind of admirable that she would go after everyone in the room and not try to play it safe at all. But I just think this was the wrong venue, and, and just the way that she viciously attacked. Uh, the president and Sarah Sanders and so many other people in his administration um, that th- if this were her Netflix special that's coming out soon or if this were on The Daily Show, I think that's uh, there would be something admirable in her, in her going after everyone. But I just think this was the wrong venue for that. All right. Uh, let's go to Mark in Mobile next. Hey, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Going good. Now, you, it sees, I see on the screen here. Uh, my question is: Your garage, part of your house, you have a you have some more on that. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, um, I had went off and went to sleep one night, left my garage door open, and I assumed some kids came in and and helped themselves to some of my lawn equipment. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, when I got up, and noticed it was gone. Uh, of course, I took shared blame myself for going off and leaving my garage door open mm-hmm. but i said you know i'm going to report it anyway so i called the police and, and uh they came out and i just made a report on it and he told me he said I, I told him about the garage door i left it open so it's my fault he said no he said that's not your fault at all he said coming in somebody coming in your garage and taking items out of your garage is just like going in your house and stealing items out of your house well, what do, okay, if you would have had those items sitting in the front lawn, it would still be theft, in my opinion, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he said coming in the garage is just is like your coming house. in your house. Okay, and Mark, I appreciate that. So there's a police definition from Mark's. And Mark, my, you had a, you actually lost something. I didn't lose anything except some, uh, I guess, some idea of what is my. So, yester- <laughs> so yesterday, yes, and then this is the kind of stuff that gets me in such trouble, but I can't help myself. So mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, I'm feeling ill. I was pretty sick over the weekend, uh, off and on. But you need a neti pot. I, I needed more than a neti pot. <laughs> it was like a B12 shot or something. So, I uh, family, uh, my, my wife and daughter left for an event, uh, and then came. I, all garage doors were closed somehow in the in the midst of opening, closing for their car, whatever. My garage door somehow was open and not closed. Mm, okay. Okay. And. Uh, I, I I walked out at some point to to go. We have the outside, the refrigerator. Which, by the way, and I don't know if anybody can get this one. The refrigerator that's my beer refrigerator out in the garage. Do you all have that? Like the extra refrigerator in the garage? Oh, of course. Yeah, I don't even have a garage. I just put a fridge outside. <laughs> but yeah, but you use the extra like that's extra freezer space and uh, like the drinks refrigerator. I call it beer, but in my life, it's there's way more Capri Suns and <laughs> waters and stuff in there than beer. Uh, but I go out there to get a Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I walk out and I am in my garage and my garage door's open. I'm like, hmm. Walking back up the steps that our garage is at one level, our home is at, uh, you have to walk up some steps to get to the to the landing that takes you into basically our kitchen. And I walk up to the back door and there is a note taped to my back door. Inside the inside garage. Inside my garage. Now, inside a, uh, 
and I've been telling myself here that uh, my garage is almost a third or more the size of my house. <laughs> Does that tell you how country I am? Uh, that the garage is a very important thing for me. And so, yes, that door leads from inside the garage to open the door and you're in the kitchen. And there's a note taped to the back of it. Was this like a, a Chinese food menu? or It's a note from the Homeowners Association oh. about some meeting we have coming up or something like that. HOA inside your garage. Yes, HOA is uh, inside the garage, and I, I kind of, I'm, I'm asking y'all, am I, am I being unreasonable that I'm bothered by that? Like if somebody comes to my front door, yeah, it's normal. Come to my front door, put the note on there, do the old slide it between the yeah. two doors thing, so you open it, you know. But this note is taped to. They've come through my garage through the one open door that was left open on on the stall where my truck is. Uh-huh. They've come through through the other two bays, past the beer refrigerator, past all that, up the stairs, up the stairs now, onto the landing, and taped that to the back door. That that does seem like an invasion of privacy. Did did they have to walk by a uh, vehicle to get there? Oh, I mean, yeah. Did you have yeah. the vehicles parked there yes. in the garage? Yes. Hmm. Past vehicles, uh, number one, uh, the truck, number two, kids' bicycles and lawnmowers and uh, boxes of junk, you know, all that kind of stuff, and, and to, to then go through and then come up the stairs, probably seven, eight steps, maybe ten steps to come up to the level of the house and to take that to the back door. Yeah, I guess I would classify that. If if you were to walk out into your garage as whoever this was to put the uh, mm-hmm. put this on the door, if you were to walk out and catch them as they were putting that on the door, the level of awkwardness there as to whether they should have been in that spot right. near your house, that tells you whether that's part of the house or not part of the house. The number of times I walk into my garage in the nude, I mean, that's... <laughs> And sometimes you probably have to sleep out there. That, that's right. So, I, am I am I being unreasonable here? That I would I could, a little too much to come through my garage into through the whole garage to tape a note to the back door of of the garage going in the kitchen. I mean, is that, I feel violated. <laughs> Fifty-one FM Talk 106.5. Mobile Mornings, Monday style. Glad you're along. Tomorrow's our birthday. By the way, our website is fmtalk1065.com. Put those two things together. Just, just saying. You're just saying two separate things in separate one. Separate things. In one sentence. Those don't have, one doesn't have to do with the other, right? Right. Uh, looking through some of the text here. Uh, walking into my garage uninvited is a good way to get a gun in your face. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd be be armed when I'm walking out to get the Diet Coke in my garage because I feel like I'm, I'm I'm in my garage. But it would be a good way if I'm to get yelled at. If I walk, if I open my door and you're in my garage, I'd be like, "What are you doing in here?" <laughs> yeah, of course. That would be kind of like a shocked reaction, right? Yeah, this isn't even a, a crazy. Uh, I, to me, the garage is your house. I mean, people can live in the garage. If you have a, uh, right. a relative from far away that you don't want inside the house, you could put them in the garage. Uh, when it used to get cold and we had outside dogs. Yes, they come in the garage. They come the, in the garage the with mm-hmm. the space heater. Yeah. Uh, to me, so to me, the garage is a extra room when it needs to be. It's part. It's under the roof line of my house. And, and for someone to post something inside the to garage, through the garage, on your door, uh, yeah, that's not cool in my book. Billy says, whoever had the responsibility of passing out the homeowner's notice uh, probably paid kids five bucks to do it. Certainly, any adults would be wise enough to realize that walking up on a person in their garage in this day and age is good uh, to get them shot. Uh, yeah, I'm not 
I don't think I'd be I'm not saying I'd shooting anybody. I'm not like that. But I, I I sure as heck if I threw open the door there to go get the Diet Coke out of the, the refrigerator in the garage, I'd holler at you before I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Travis says uh, they <laughs> tra- listen. This is Travis said they'd never be able to walk through mine, as they would have, uh, as they would looked at at it like a wall of fishing poles and ice chest saws, bikes, and other stuff. My mother in law doesn't want, <laughs> but thinks we need. Uh, Travis, are are you? Travis has must have been in my garage before, so I have a wall of fishing rods. I use PVC pipe and make a rack, so I have fishing rods all down one rod. I mean, down one wall. I have coolers stacked in a certain the cooler zone. This is also you can load out boats fairly quickly. Uh, then we have the junk aisle of stuff that we haven't gotten around to figuring out where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Then you have bicycles and the the what is it? It's like a scooter. You know, you put one foot on it, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid's a, scooter uh, thing. Razor scooter. Yes, and we have a little Razor Hot Wheel thing. I mean, listen, you've got to get through a lot. Sounds uh, like you have uh, like a mixture of uh, McCoy Outdoor Company and Cart Doctor in your <laughs> garage. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, see, Ben says you're walking through a door. Uh, that's the key, Ben. We, we talked about that in here. My wife and I talked about it last night. You're walking through a door, even if it's a garage door. You're entering. You, you passing. You're passing a door, mm-hmm. a point of entry, right? And that is into the house under my roof line. That's kind of. I'm glad I get such smart people listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mark, not, not much pushback on this. Uh, Mark says uh, you and Mrs. Dave should attend the next HOA meeting to discuss the issue. Person could have been casing your house, maybe other houses. This person, I'm pretty sure I know who it is, and she is not casing our houses. She's not going to. Everything was safe in the garage. Except my idea of where the walls of my house are. Did you know? Did you count the Diet Cokes in your fridge? Make sure that those, uh, you know, counted up to how many that you had in the fridge before you went out there? Well, I know that when I grabbed the Diet Coke out there this morning, it was the last of the 12-pack. I had to take the box out to the trash can. So, hmm. Hmm. All right. Let's see. Oh, also on the the. Uh, Al Sharpton thing tomorrow. So this is uh, happening at. Hold on, I had the note. And now for some reason it's at seven at the uh, at the uh, Emmanuel Bethel AME Church, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, Bethel AME Church, and that's seven o'clock. Al Sharpton coming to town now. <sighs> Al Sharpton coming to town. Let me just say, <laughs> th- this is going to be this is going to be interesting. Where this goes, will this town hall be a? Uh, a real discussion and questions of what's happening or will it be a look at me i'm al sharpton i'm here event uh where right now it has the makings of a look at me i'm al sharpton yeah, event that's kind of uh, what i think yesterday he had benjamin crump and um uh, shakisha uh simmons or, clemens uh, clemens i'm sorry yeah i was reading right here <laughs> they had them both on his yep. show and uh, they were yeah, talking yeah. about it a little bit so that's probably a preview of what we're going to see tomorrow night yeah here's uh, shakisha uh clemens on uh politics nation which, by the way, is so very well parodied on SNL. It's, <laughs> but, but here, here's uh, here's Akisha Clemens speaking yesterday. I'm just taking it day by day. Um, it's just so hard on me. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I'm constantly crying. 
Um, I have a six-year-old daughter I'm trying to be strong for, so she sees me crying, she starts to cry, so it's just very hard on me at the time right now. Also, her attorney, like Dalton said, Benjamin Crump, speaking yesterday with Al Sharpton. But there are two independent white women who were in the restaurant that night that said what the waitress did, and more importantly, what the Sarah Land police did, Reverend Al, was just unacceptable. They threatened her, they assaulted her, they body slammed this unarmed black woman, they choked her. They told her they were going to break her arm. It was a gross violation of her civil and human rights. And this we must defend. We have to stand with her. Okay. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I love, and by the way, Benjamin Crump's been on the show before with me. Mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had him on. A very interesting man to talk to. I wish I could pick up the phone right now and call him or text him. Independent white woman. What does that mean? Votes independent? It's independent, independent white women. I mean, is that is that is that a political thing? Is it attitude thing? I mean, if it's an attitude thing, that's like, uh, wouldn't it be a most white women? I mean, <laughs> indep- I, I don't get that. I don't get the independent white woman angle there. Uh, no, uh, he's obviously pushing a, a narrative. I mean, and why didn't these two independent white women give statements to the police? Were they scared that night or what? Well, that's I mean, been the, one of the stories. That's it, been one of the stories that, yeah, the, the, these uh, women didn't speak up because they felt threatened or whatever, but then others would say, well, they had a chance to speak that night and they didn't speak. And, and now this has taken a national, another turn nationally. Uh, now a lot of activists calling for a national boycott of Waffle House on May the 4th because of this arrest of Shakisha Clemens. And uh, there are actually some groups in Atlanta and Georgia meeting today, um, and they have a list of demands for Waffle House. Uh, but they'll be meeting today. Uh, local attorney and activist Gerald Griggs in Georgia, a coalition including March for Our Lives, the Georgia Alliance for Social Justice, and the NAACP organizing this event today where they will have a, a list of demands for Waffle House leading into this boycott on May the 4th. So this story that began right here in Sarahland less than two weeks ago, now taking a national turn. All right, we'll talk more about this on the Midday Show, and I wonder where the... Where the money is going to be? I mean, is this going to be uh, they pushing for some kind of retribution against the police officers or some kind of cash settlement? Talk about that coming up noon today. Laura Ingram on the way next. Hey, independent white women, have a good Monday.